So are you ready to start? I'm fresh as a daisy. Let's go. All right. Go! Supporting history and the community helps economic development and makes the community a better place to live. You know, being a genealogist isn't a profession that you plan. It's the passion and the desire to find information, either on your own family or helping others as I do, is what leads you to this. Be careful that you don't lose the history because... We see so much of that. We had so many, you know, country schools and churches that have disappeared. The county next to us did a whole book on communities that once existed in their county and are no longer there. And that is so easy to lose. Without agriculture, you'd be hungry, naked, and sober. Uh... Whoa! That was painless. Season one of Preservation Oaks was just outstanding. We've met so many talented and dedicated professionals, and we learned so much along the way. Here's some highlights from season one. We were actually able to save the oldest church in the county that was built in uh, right at the time, just shortly after the Civil War. It's not about the artifacts and that sort of thing. It's about the people and the stories that goes with those artifacts. Every object has has a story, and if, if you can convey that story to people and, and show them how that connects to their own lives, that really makes it come alive for them. When you provide the story behind something, the value increases because yeah. there's a history behind it. The same thing is true with an item in a museum. I struggle with putting something on display or even sharing a picture when I don't know who's in the picture, what the story is behind it. People want that context. They want that story when it comes to history because we're not here to do creative writing, right? It's not here to make up something about what we see, but yeah. to tell the truth about what we see in, in whatever format that is. We really want our community to know that history is live. History is happening. History is not a thing that is in the past, right? Like it is and it's now, right? We are talking about it now and we're trying to preserve it and share it and talk about really how important it is that we that we know our history and are able to use that for progress. <laughs> so any, any way that we're able to share that message with other people, we would like to do that. But you take them down to especially the Museum of Farming and you start walking through there and all of a sudden they will see something that triggers a memory. And it's just like, oh, that's cool. This this makes it all worthwhile to volunteer there. And you can just see the face lights up, the voice raises a few few notes, and they really, they, they tell you their own story. And some of them are fascinating. I mean, just incredible stories of, of what people, you know, how they really used the farm and how it was really done. Yeah, sometimes the task can seem overwhelming, but remember, what we have is truly unique. It's special. It it's is. something that nobody else has. We had a flood in Cedar Rapids in 2008, which took a lot of the records from the county, oh county my. courthouse, and also from the public library, but we had those records already on microfilm. Oh, so we are very, very fortunate for that. History helps guide us in making daily decisions. It also helps us from repeating past mistakes. It also helps us to provide answers to current problems, such practical problems as when was the water system installed and how old are those pipes? And who built that building and for what use? We work with anybody.
And now, we have another fantastic season coming up as we continue our journey from state to state, through the United States. Along the way, we meet with museums, cultural and heritage institutions, historical and genealogical societies, and a wide assortment of guest professionals. Each episode can open up a whole new world for you, right where you live. There's a hundred stories about the Packard house, and 99 of them aren't true. <laughs> Osborne went to New Jersey and had the American Art Printing Company oh. up until uh, eight, 1957 or thereabouts when it sold out to a little unknown printing outfit called Hallmark. So they paired up seventh graders with people like myself, a little bit younger, a little bit older, and we answered questions for the kids. And after that, they went to the main streets of the museum. We gave them just a quick little oversight and said, come back and see us again. And I guess once they got on the bus, they could not stop chattering about the oh, whole day. Oh, yeah. yeah. They had like an hour with us or hour and a half and oh, they were excited. So that really makes me feel good. I love when kids come in. It's so much fun to talk about history with, with little ones. Yep. Um, so we were very excited to host kids here and offer programming and sort of education that's tied to that. Because so many of the children today are pretty sure that food just shows up at the local grocery store in the back of a big 45-foot trailer. And that's all they know. They don't realize that that carrot or that ear of corn or that potato grew someplace. And somebody actually had to grow that and harvest it and clean it and package it and ship it so it could show up at that grocery store. Made the claim that he never lost a dollar of county money, including a period during the Civil War that he buried the county treasury under a haystack <laughs> so that the Confederate raiders would not get it and steal it. <laughs> Just donate, 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 donate. Because nonprofits really are struggling. People are reaching out to us and we love that they want to share the stories about what they're doing in the community, how they're adding to the quality of life for the people of the area, and the value of their organizations. People in our town recognize me as being the one who was asking all those questions before, and I have a whole file of thank you notes from them. Mm -hmm which say essentially, thank you for getting Grandpa to talk. Thank you for listening to his stories. That's we, uh, we have just learned so much through that interviewing process. The treasure of the past will become even greater as the days go by. An hour ago, as far as I'm concerned, is history. And you always go back to that old adage that those that forget the lessons of the past are condemned to suffer the pains of it in the future. History is always happening. We always have artifact donations coming in. And we can't just decide that we're going to stop collecting at a certain point because we've run out of room. Uh, we were donated medical instruments from a doctor from World War One that mm -hmm. are um, 
a little bit alarming. <laughs> and listeners want to know more about the services, history, and missions that drive these great organizations. Our mission, our mission is to keep history alive so that people remember, you know, the things that previously occurred. We are the only ones who are preserving our community's history and taking care of those items that tell the stories of how our community has developed and how we've gotten to where we are today. I think having that history of our community preserved and displayed here is something that can really give people a source of pride and a sense of place and belonging within the community, whether they've lived here their whole life or whether they just moved here yesterday. Yeah. It's our beginning. You know, it's our history. Everybody needs to know their history, and it has to be preserved. It must be preserved. You can always replace an artifact, but what you can't replace are the people that have lived here that have used these items. So I always take greater pleasure in researching the lives of these people and, and coming up with the story. I, I like to think of myself as a, as a storyteller in truth. <laughs> I would first of all say to anyone of any age that a firm knowledge of the past will definitely make a better future for all of us. For young people especially, they need to understand that not all information they want can be found online. There are records that will never be available online, never be digitized, that are kept in every genealogical and historical society in the country. And if you want to find information about your family history, you're going to need to go to these places and find these, these valuable records. Like I said, one of the biggest things we do around here is education and trying to make sure that everybody has that knowing and understanding of how things operated back in the day and they can take that knowledge and information and apply it to their daily lives. Our guests are able to tell their unique and untold stories. When they discover their ancestors' place and time, that history will become alive and be so much more meaningful and personal. People think that they're going about their daily lives and that they're not doing anything important. That's not true. Everyone is important. Everyone has a story. Everyone's experiences are different. And, they, and we all react to each other. And when we react to, together, that's what gives you your community. And so I love being able to tell that story of who all of these people were. No matter who you were, if, whether you were Emerson Carey, the, the millionaire salt magnet, or if you were just... You know, somebody who worked at the grocery store for 20 years, it doesn't matter. You were here, you mattered, you affected people, your story counts. Yep, absolutely. We're working our hardest to, to get these online available to people for their family research because if, you know, like, God forbid, if something happened to our museum, oh, you know, yeah. if there was a loss, this history would be lost forever. You know, we were one lightning strike away from losing everything. We had to rip off the back porch and redo the back wall, had to have all the bricks taken down. Because wow. it had separated from the house by like four inches. And we did find pretty petrified little animals that had 
passed away underneath that porch. And one lady pulled the animal up. She thought it was a glove like to clean your car with <laughs> and then realized it had a tail. So, um, yeah. <laughs> one of the things our guests love to do is to tell listeners about their heroes. I could not give enough credit to the really amazing volunteers that we have and, and for those historical societies that struggle with finding a volunteer base. I really feel for them because as much as I've been trying to lead a vision here to, to move forward in some projects, none of that work would be possible without the incredible board volunteer members. Yep. Who, you know, all of our board members are also volunteers, but we also have volunteers who aren't board members who are here every day assisting with research and collections and displays. It's really fantastic to have community members who are so invested in not just history, but very specifically ensuring that the way that we are working on saving and sharing the social history is something that they align with and champion. And that's really been incredible to be able to see that. We cannot say enough as leaders about the volunteers who are committed to, to history work in our communities. I will bet you $100 that none of your listeners have ever heard of Junius I, Groves. I have never heard of Junius Groves. His other name from back around the turn of the century was the Potato King. Uh, we had a particular volunteer that was helping a friend clean out a house. And this friend noticed that they were genealogical books and binders of, of family history. And the volunteer said, what are you going to do with these? And the family said, we're going to throw them away. And she said, no, you're not. And she took them into her car and brought them right down to us. Oh, so she, she saved the day there. Yeah, no kidding. One interesting artifact was a kind of a daily diary plus account book by someone who was here in Correctionville in the very early years, 1870s. Hmm. And this happened to be a lady out in Idaho found it at a garage sale, oh my. picked it up discovered it was uh, Correctionville and contacted, I believe, our city clerk because that's uh, how she found the Correctionville address and got in touch with me. And it was exciting to read that. We don't have anything like that that early. We are all volunteers. There's no paid positions in our organization. Um, and we really have a wonderful group of, of people that, that volunteer. Listeners can follow us on preservationoaks.podbean.com or their favorite podcast platform, and then join us every two weeks on our journey to learn more about our nation's unsung professionals preserving our culture and heritage. I was very, very excited. When I first opened that initial email, I felt like a star. I was like, wow, somebody recognized us. And it was super easy. The whole process has been super easy. It was a it was a cool fun experience like i said i felt like a superstar thank you for giving us a platform to be able to share the stories of the past as well as the plans for the future i sincerely appreciate the opportunity that this podcast has given me to stimulate interest in our organization and to tell people what we're all about so again mahalo back to you Thank you, Sean, and Preservation Oaks for allowing me to speak on behalf of the Genealogical Society of Lynn County. I'm so privileged to be able to do this. I just wanted to say on behalf of other museums, too, I really appreciate that you 
that you offer this to advocate for the work that's being done. My background is not in museums, but I love them and I recognize how important I think this work is and, and knowing that, that you and others like you recognize that is just so, it's so valuable for communities. So thank you. As you mentioned, it's been fun. We've had fun here too. I think you've uh, given us some new ideas. So we've grown by having this podcast with you. That's so nice of you to say. Well, thank you for all your support and lovely comments. Uh, It means the world to us. Well, thank you for having me on Preservation Oaks and having the opportunity to share what the rural Woodbury County Historical Society is about. I hope you and the listeners have enjoyed learning about our historical society as much as I've enjoyed being here. Well, I would like to ask our listeners to support your local historical society no no matter where you are, either by volunteering or monetary donations, or just by thanking those who do volunteer their time and effort to make your community a better place to live. Preservation Oaks. Join us for season two episodes with more fantastic guests only on MicroStream Radio. Hi, it's Sean Radcliffe. I hope you enjoyed that retrospective of season one. I know I did. I truly savored working with and learning from the magnificent and caring people that we met during season one. We recently added book shorts to the program. It's a segment where we feature authors of genealogical and historical books that we believe our listeners can benefit from, either to learn more about history or to improve and enhance their own family history research. If you're an author of a genealogical or nonfiction historical book that you believe our listeners can benefit from reading to either learn more about real history or to improve and enhance their own family history research, please send us an email to preservationoaks at gmail.com and we'll get right back to you. Okay, now let's chat about season two. Wow, we have episodes scheduled in Kansas, Iowa, Alabama, Oregon, and other states. And I can't wait to meet and introduce listeners to the unsung heroes of these organizations in Season 2. It's really going to be interesting, educational, and fun. If you've listened to Preservation Oaks, you have to know by now, whether volunteers or paid staff, that without a doubt, people who give their time to the work of museums, cultural and heritage institutions, genealogical and historical societies across these United States, are generally unsung, underpraised, and unnoticed, and yet they are some of the most valuable assets in our society. If you're a leader of a museum, cultural, or heritage institution, genealogical, or historical society, and you'd like your organization featured on an upcoming episode of Preservation Oaks, send an email to preservationoaks at gmail.com. All right, everyone, visit, volunteer, donate, and otherwise support museums, cultural and heritage institutions, genealogical and historical societies across these United States. Now on to season two. So sit back, relax, and join us for each episode of Preservation Oaks. And don't be a stranger. You can comment at any time by sending an email to preservationoaks at gmail.com. Okay, that's a wrap for this episode. Microstream Radio is a registered trademark. This broadcast is owned and copyrighted by MicroStream Radio. It cannot be rebroadcast, downloaded, copied, or used anywhere without the written permission of MicroStream Radio. Thanks to everybody for listening. This is Sean Thomas Radcliffe. See you all next time on Preservation Oaks.